1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: Shut up and sit down.
3: Hey everybody, Adam back with another episode of the Bullhunter Chronicles podcast. John is currently in the woods and, uh, we're just kind of finishing up our, our rutcation week off. Um, and we didn't get you an episode last week, so I thought I would get, I got uncle Frank here as well as my brother drew to kind of go through our trip to the UP and kind of, um, how everything played out up there. It was, it was a pretty cool day for, uh, us Miller boys and, uh, it's always a good time going up to our camp but it's it's a long drive for for the deer and everything it's it's kind of like a more of a deer camp trip than it is uh we're chasing big deer kind of trip
1: would you say frank oh yeah it's uh you know it's it's quite a drive you know i mean it probably took us what eight hours to get up there pretty close this year and uh it's but it's it's worth it it's uh to me it's the the camaraderie and the just the the whole environment up there you know around the camp it's that's what i uh, i really enjoy and then so you guys have heard us talk about
3: the camp up there it's it's been in our family since the depression basically um 40 acres were um got for a 50 dollar bad check back in the depression era and then the 200 around us uh, it was about the same same story. So we've got 240 acres. We got actually ownership of the 200 sometime the, in the um, mid-90s. mid-90s. Yeah, Yeah. we were always the legal overseers, and then um, we were able to purchase it at that time. And it's actually a, a corporation. So the way that it's set up is if somebody dies, if there's a divorce, uh, something like that, it can't go outside of the shareholders which are family so and then there's bylaws and all sorts of weird stuff um that goes on with that but but yeah it's um it's up in stevenson michigan basically um which is in menominee county menominee county and we're right near um the dickinson county border dickinson county is where they had the latest um confirmed case of CWD in Michigan. And so we were not in a management zone. Like we are here in Muskegon and we weren't in a core area, which is where they actually are finding the cases. This was labeled a surveillance area. And I think they did that because it was in the middle of the season when they found this confirmed case. And so to change the rules mid season, um, I think was going to be difficult to to implement all the management, but, um, but yeah, that's where, that's where we're at. And so I guess Drew, so introduce yourself, Drew. I'm so. uh, Drew, uh, Adam's
2: <laughs> uh, middle brother. Just kind of been back into bow hunting probably the last, what, six, seven years.
1: Mm.
2: Um, bow hunted when I was 12 and then kind of gave up on it adam got me back into it so here i am today
3: yeah drew's a drew's a bigger guy was afraid of heights for a while there i think yeah i I, I was never real keen on the whole tree stand thing and uh,
2: i've I've gotten over that to a point um but still not my favorite portion of hunting
3: yeah so you last year was your first bow kill last year yeah so you shot a doe last year and then we'll get into what happened uh on this trip but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it, it was uh it was fun but yeah so so for our camp i mean what's your like first memories of of going up there or, or whatever uh first memories of actually being
2: at the camp were i don't even know we were probably six or eight we went up there for the up off-road races um But then the first hunting trip up there was 14 when I was legally able to uh, rifle hunt alone. And um, I pretty much hunted up there every year since, um, excluding 2012 when my daughter was born. Um, Other than that, I've been there every
3: year since. And your daughter was born in October, so that's kind of... She was born in December. Well, either way... (laughs) <laughs> it's it wasn't in like the heart of deer season totally could have went. it was not you totally i went, went the went. safe route and stayed home uh, that's kind of weak drew well. um you could even went up there for bow season in october that would have been fine um but yeah i mean so that our our camp
2: has traditionally been a gun hunting camp i mean the, oh the, absolutely the, no, nobody's bow hunted up there since we started going up there
3: yeah i mean i I remember bow hunting up there when I was 12, but that's when we were putting the power in. So we were up there anyways. And then we started, I guess, when did you start going up there, Frank? Because I think that that's when we first started to make
1: make it a bow hunting. Bow hunting camp. Tradition, kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, gosh, it's been, you know, how long you've been married. You know? uh, 14 years. Okay, year. so it's probably been 12 yeah, it's got to be something like it's that. Been like twelve I, I, years. I was thinking you know? about it earlier today, and
3: I couldn't yeah. like pin down a time. For the first, the
1: first, the first time I hunted up there, I remember I just went down the trail and and hit the cedars and went down the edge, and you know, and I know you guys had a six point limit on the, on a deer, you know, and had two bucks come out that night, you know, and I'm going. Ah, I don't think that's a six, you know, whatever, you know. And I'm watching these bucks, and all of a sudden, you know, as as the deer had come in to me closer, I could have shot him. And then he goes away, and I'm going, that's a six. That was a shooter, you know. <laughs> a, you know, but you know that that's the kind of thing, you know. I mean, that was the first time I'd ever hunted that property, you know, in my life. It just you know, but it was a, it was a great deal. You know, and I've enjoyed it ever since. I, 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 I just love the camp up there. I really do. And we,
3: I think, even at that time, it was more of a serious rifle hunting camp. I mean, and now this year, going up there, there's going to be like five people in camp. I think for opening day, and in in the past, it was you know anywhere's up to fifteen. Oh, um,
1: there's
2: there's been. We were up there some years. there were eighteen nineteen guys, people yeah. sleeping in the garage, people sleeping in a <laughs> dilapidated old travel trailer cargo trailer uh, cargo trailer I'd like
1: to seen that oh
3: it was a it
2: was a mess
1: <laughs> but I mean,
3: you see how it is for seating right now i mean oh, for right. it was everybody's eating in waves, and yeah. half the time is spent down in on the bunks, yeah you know because there was no no room i mean i I think maybe that's maybe at the time when people were going and having you know going to town more because there was no place to sit. Yeah. Um but but yeah, so at, at that time and I think uh, you know almost every year since you started going up there the first time, we went up there and it was kind of a an opening weekend type thing. So for opener of bow, right. we always made it for the opening weekend of bow season, Frank and I and any number of you know my friends, you know would go one here one there and my brothers i don't know when did you start going up there with us on that probably
2: not you guys had probably been going up there for three or four years before i started going up and that was back when it was me you frank and piper and yeah there were some years it had to have been around when you were in, in school still because there were years it was me darren and frank and piper yeah. Right? yeah yeah, yeah. And,
3: and and like i went up there with Nennis, so like i said 20 one yeah. of your friends because you didn't really bow hunt but he did and um but that's what i was going to say is you know so well then Ern went up with us too though you know yeah he, i think he said this was his third, third
1: year yeah
3: but we so we had it had been like an opening kind of weekend right. type deal and we'd go up there and uh, uh, we we never shot a lot of deer The opening weekend, we didn't
2: saw a lot of deer. We didn't
3: see a lot of deer, and we were only up there for three or four days. And it's eight hour drive, and it just got kind of disheartening. It was, it was still the hunting camp type thing, but we went up there, and you know, I think there were a couple years where we brought home two does. Never did we kill a buck. I don't believe in all the years. No, no, and we. it seems like every year, whether it's with rifle or a gun, somebody gets the opportunity at a decent buck. But the genetics up there are so weird as far as
1: it's either no brow tines or one brow tine on or you, one side. Or you can't shoot a 20-inch four-point either. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen deer up there. The 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 best deer that I saw was that was I think he was an eight. But it was just a dandy, you know, big deer. And that was, you know, was really the only opportunity to shoot a big buck, but I've had a lot of opportunities to shoot a buck, you
3: know. Well, and and that's one of the things is we we were talking about it being up there this time, like whether it's management on our property that needs to take place, because there's a little bit of a, a different kind of like a change in the, changing of the guard as far as the different generations now um, that are managing the property. But the, uh, that, from way before there was antler point restrictions in Michigan, all the properties around us were three on one side. And there were years where, and, and, and for me, this year included, um, you couldn't see does no there were years where it would be you'd see two four points a a a giant three point and then spikes abound i mean the spikes are just everywhere up there and it's it's weird you know there's the i don't know what the actual science behind it is but there's the crowd of people that say well once a spike always a spike what i mean i saw about the
1: unicorn (laughs) several unicorns (laughs) you know I mean, I saw a year and a half old spike this year for sure. I mean. A- well, And then the one I saw down, that, down the end of the trail there, he had, I mean, they, they were probably three inches, but they were perfect. <laughs> Chocolate brown, I mean, spears, you know. <laughs> but he was probably about a, I don't know, 80 pounder, 85, you know.
3: Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, last so last year I saw that a really good buck up there. Drew saw a really good buck last year. Wow. 2 years ago my sister saw a really good buck. My other brother, you know, he's missed DC. two years ago I missed a, a good buck up there. The yeah. last morning we were there. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of the same thing for mm-hmm. you but so so you know the the deer up there there there's deer there oh, but yeah. it's just not I don't know. It's not it's not it's not you think about hunting private land and everybody thinks like oh you got 240 acres of private land you know
1: it's going to be this deer what hunting you have mecca? i think i think what it is is you have so much competition around you too you know what i mean other other property owners are trying to to do the same things you're doing which kind of you know the, the deer kind of well you saw where the deer were coming from the last day there when we were out there mm-hmm. you know uh, I saw uh 7 and Ern saw 8 you know that morning you know that's a deal where you know finally figured out where those deer were at you know but there was plenty of sign where we were you know in different places you know what i mean the you know the, the deer s- sign deer sign not buck no, sign no not buck sign deer sign
3: so we got up there we left here the 3rd friday the 3rd and Got up there and got into camp, and 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 the guy uh, Greg, who's managing the camp now, he's I think technically our dad's cousin.
1: Uh, He'd be your cousin too.
3: I don't. I, I no. I think he. I think he's technically dad's cousin. Yeah, but he he lives in he lives in Mil- uh, Menominee Falls, I b- I believe, Wisconsin. And it's about a four hour drive for those guys. And so it's a lot easier for them to make the trip than a, you know twice the time. So we got up there, and and Drew and I, I haven't seen him in years because without going up there for rifle season or you know in living across like Michigan, I mean we don't see him. But for deer camp, so we might have drank just about till the sun came up, <laughs> and so that next morning was kind of uh, kind of shot, and the weather up there was terrible for our week but we were able to uh, th- that would have been a really good
2: morning to hunt yeah but well, i think that was one of the only days that it didn't
1: rain, rain the majority rain. of yeah. the day we were or there. snow yeah. yeah
3: and then so all all afternoon was spent doing chores around the camp which it's one of those double-edged swords because you go up there and you want to just hunt but there's things that need to be done, firewood and maintenance and and all those things. So we we did everything we could and went out that that first night and um I decided that I was gonna bring all my film and stuff, all my hang and hunt stuff, go out on the state land where I'd seen that buck the last year. <laughs> well there'd been so much rain up there that everything was underwater. And I think what happened was like the bedding area where the deer were bedding in years past was completely underwater. Um, so I, I walked out there and I was just going to walk and see if I could find some sign and there was just nothing. There wasn't even any like just deer runs. There was, it was just, everything was completely different. And where the runs they were using last year were underwater. So I had some Spots marked on Onyx that I wanted to check out, and I just kept walking and walking and walking. Well, what ended up happening is I walked too far, and I ended up being at the the public access for the public property. So I saw zero deer. I got down in the dark, looked up, and there was tacks right tacked in exactly to where I was at. So once again, it seemed like somebody else thought it was a good spot, too. And there were there were no deer there. Um, I saw nothing but I tried to follow the Onyx on the way out and I was my track in was 0.8 miles from our camp and the track out was 0.91. <laughs> and I tried to cut the corner <laughs> and just go straight to the edge of our property because like I said, I scouted my way in and I should have took like the one mile route. And I should have went to the hard edge of the pines and walked out. Because what I did is I got into that water and uh, I was in the water for about I don't know a quarter of a mile at least, and it was over my boots. I fell down. I was I'd, I was wet, soaking wet up to my
1: waist. We never laughed. Either. No, I mean, we no, never, no. We never thought it was humorous at all. No. We, I, we felt bad. Yes, we did.
3: They were, apparently they were back at camp thinking that I was lost and that
1: I wasn't. Well, we were just about ready to send a search party out for you. I wasn't
3: coming back, but I poured a half a gallon of water out of my boots easy. I was soaked and I didn't have a boot dryer or a, another set of boots.
1: <laughs> but your brother.
3: My, yeah, my brother came up with a, uh. Right. The, the way he hangs his waiters with some, uh. Paracord, so we hung that over our uh, our fireplace. Hung my boots with a with a bow hanger, and they dried out. But luckily, I did have Frank's hip boots, so I wore those the next day. Well, I had my boot dryers too. Yeah, they didn't. Well, there was too much water. It was the, the it was, eggs. It was too much, too much water. And then, what did you guys see the first night? I didn't see any. <laughs> the first night, I saw
2: that one good buck in there, um, down at the bottom of that trail,
3: and. And what's good what's good buck
2: uh up there a good buck is anything that's legal to shoot uh, <laughs> which would be three on one side or better um but this one I, I didn't get a great look at him he was he came in behind me and he was where he stepped out was 60 yards plus and then proceeded to walk away from me um but i would say he was a he was a decent deer probably two year old um at least a six point. He was symmetrical. He had some length to his tines. In no way, shape, or form was he a trophy, but he was a legal buck up there. And
3: to to me, that's a good buck. Well, but I mean, so we can get into this here in a minute. But a trophy is yeah,
1: it, everything. It depends on what
3: you consider a trophy. Everything you know? is a trophy. Everything is yeah, a trophy right. with a bow, right? I mean, right. so it's a it's it's one of those things. Um. So then the next day, well, okay, so where our camp is is about 40 minutes into central time zone. So we're on Eastern time. We drive over there. It's on Central time. So our watches say Eastern time. Everything at the camp says Central time. Your phone may or may not say Central time or Eastern time. It, it, it bounces it, back and so forth. so close it
2: switches back and right. forth.
3: And perpetually we're there on the time change. So we're in this like crazy, like what time is it vortex of we're two hours off by the time we leave from the time that we stepped foot in the camp. It's thoroughly confusing. And so everything is like, I'm going to sit till such and such time. Is that our time or their time or new time? What time? Like I, the next morning we got up and we got up an hour late because we were in the wrong time zone, whatever. I walked out and I sat in one of the ladder stands that we had set up um, just to kind of see what was going on. And I had a little spike come behind me. And then I had a dough bed down sixty yards to the south of me for like the whole time that I was there. And then it started raining and then it started snowing and I so about ten o'clock central time. I don't know what time it, <laughs> it my watch said it must have been Eastern time. At ten o'clock Eastern time, I got down and I walked. All the way, basically through the middle of our property, to kind of scout and see like where there was any sort of sign, and um, it's just nasty. It's our our property is a cedar swamp that was logged off two years ago, last year, two or two or three years ago. Yeah, now. it's been. I think it's been three years. Two years. So they took their machines and just made these like ten yard swath s- stripes all through our property. Left 10 yards of timber, took 10 yards, left 10 yards, took 10 yards. And they took all the branches and trimmings and tailings and put them down so that their machines could ride over them. Well, now that's all underwater. And you're walking on this uneven footing. And what we found looking around in there is that we don't like walking on it, but neither do the deer. So the deer are keeping me in those in those edges, yeah, and it's not—it's not a
2: true edge, but it—they're it, staying in on that solid ground that's
3: underneath.
2: Well, they'll cross yeah.
1: them, but they—they're just you know they're not—they're not walking down them. Yeah, so I—I I walked through the center of that and I found
3: the uh, on the back side of this bedding area because my dad had a a camera down on the south edge of our property, um, so I was going to just cut through and get there. And uh I I found a spot where there was the only buck sign that I found on the property to the time. At the time I found one rub and then I followed that runway and I found another rub, so I was like, Okay, well I I kind of figured out what was going on, so I marked that on the onyx. I went down and I this is this is our property that's been in our family for my whole life and I've never stepped foot in there. I've never been to that spot in my whole life. So I didn't know really where I was just using Onyx, And then finally I got, and everything has changed with all that cutting and all the regrowth. You used to have landmarks of like, Oh, that tree or this tree, that's all out the window. There's nothing. (laughs) I mean, and in the dark it's, it's even worse. So I went down and, uh, found the camera, pulled the card in the rain. And, um, took a look at it and there were a few bucks on there and then it proceeded to just downpour the whole rest of the day and so frank saw no deer at all that day and then did you did you go out the first morning
2: or the no. first morning we hunted yeah yeah i saw a spike in an unknown um i had that spike cut follow that edge right alongside me and then I saw one just moving through back in the timber, but I couldn't tell what it was.
3: And so the way that that our property is set up is, I think, back when we had only access to the property and we didn't have, it wasn't ours. we We didn't have all these set box blinds and ladder stands or any of that stuff. Everything was fashioned out of you know, it was a, just a
2: brush, brush blind br- brush or blind. somebody drag his pallet down in there.
3: And then once we got ownership of the property, we started to erect box blind here, box blind there. And then my dad is like the ladder stand king. <laughs> like <laughs> if a ladder stand goes on sale at Menards, he buys a couple of them. And he goes up to the UP, I would say probably two or three times a year. If not more and he brings up at least one ladder stand every single time. So he's always saying, you know, where, where should I put a ladder stand? Where should I put a ladder stand? So all these ladder stands, I mean, some of them are a hundred yards apart, but you you know, for a boat with a bow, you can't shoot that far. Well, and
2: they're looking different ways, watching different edges, but yeah.
3: But they're they're not necessarily set up for different winds or. No,
2: he's never paid attention to any of that stuff.
3: And you just got to walk by one to get to the other one so it's it's just kind of like they're just kind of there and they're only around the edges of the property where it's kind of like not that hard to get into
2: well after dragging your deer out of there I would say <laughs> that I'll stick
1: to the edges for <laughs> well, well
3: <laughs> yeah we're, we're not quite that far yet
1: into the, the, the there are a, 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 a pretty good number of ladder stands or stands or box blinds like you say, you know, I think those were all not particularly placed by wind or whatever. You know, they just, you know, your dad would see a spot that he liked, you know, particular edge or something, and, and or that's where he would put one. But you he, know? but he also asked us, you know, what do you oh, think sure, about like, where, sure. where, where would you put one or whatever, or, or where somebody, you know, look saw a big deer here, you know, okay, we're putting one over here, you know. Well, and and.
3: I don't know that the, so the stand that
1: drew generally hunts out of for
3: the past <laughs> two or three years has been producing opportunities at nice bucks. And yeah. what I find, I mean, for me, bull hunting is because it's, everything has to line up perfectly. And so all the deer that you've seen in the last couple of years, these nice bucks, you know, you missed one a couple of years back last year, you had a giant licking the bottom of your ladder stand, but you couldn't get a <laughs> yeah. shot because it was oriented the right <laughs> way, those deer would all be dead with a rifle. Absolutely. And 100%. Even, even this year. So, you know, that's that's one of the things. But so where where that stand is, isn't particularly far away. And I don't even know why it's there. I mean, as far as why you that, why that stand is it because saw yeah. that big deer there? No.
2: That stand was, is there because Darren and I pulled that off of the ridge up by the gate and had nowhere else to go with it. And it was (laughs) raining. It was, we were leaving. We said, they just did this cut down here. Let's go find an edge on one of those cuts. And we slapped it in there and we left. Um the next year we went back out there and we could hardly find it because we didn't even remember where we put it um it took us a while to even figure out where it was in which cut or which portion of which cut it was <laughs> and uh i just kind of have adopted that one as mine and i saw some good deer out of it so i went in and or actually had my dad flip it around face the other way so i could uh, catch these deer coming off the tail end of a ridge down
3: there and all by happenstance though all by happenstance <laughs> and years back i don't know how many frank messed up on
1: biggest deer i ever saw up there i mean he was a he was a dandy big body you know length of a pool table you know <laughs> huge thick the rack was was really nice and it was just i think a big 8 you know but it was just a tremendous deer and just one of them things you, you outsmart yourself. You know, I was facing one way and, and sat there for a few minutes in the stand, you know, and I, I used my climber and I thought, no, I should be looking the other way. So I changed my positioning and hung my bow on a different part of the tree and uh, he came right the way I was looking when I first set up and I just got one of them deals where I I mean it was so quiet that night I couldn't I couldn't draw on him had him right underneath a tree and then he was gone and that was it <laughs> that's bow hunting man that is so
3: so that was the the fourth so then it was just it was just pouring and uh I went out and just walked along the ridges and wanted to see if I could see any deer moving or anything I was looking you know I had my binoculars looking out in these fields and then come did, back did through.
1: Did we stay in camp? Yeah. The rest yeah. of us? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. They, did, they, didn't, they elected to not go out. And it was, I mean, I was, I came was, back and was I was so, I was wearing my was, rain gear. It was terrible. And it was just bad. And I was wearing hip boots because my boots were still wet. So it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was fruitless. But it was one of those things where we only had, so Drew had to be back. I had to be back. Um, on the 7th. The 7th. And so, we only had X amount of days, and I felt like it was going to be just a waste to to do nothing. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't really gain anything by walking out there, except for I felt better about myself.
1: Soaked up some of that rain, yeah. <laughs> got got rid of some of that moisture
3: from us, you know. So the next the next morning was the fifth, and I missed my alarm, and I was in charge of getting everybody up. So we got up an hour late. And it was the one, it was the one really nice day to hunt. It was cold. Yeah. It was like, I was walking out there. It was crunchy, you know? So we go out there and I walked down into where the camera was. because I was going to put the camera back and there were some bucks on camera, no big bucks, but there was a legal buck on there anyways. And uh, so I got up into one of the ladder stands of my dad's and, uh, and I, I had hunted down in there the last couple of years and there was actually last year I think there was a really nice buck um, on camera like the morning before we got there and I went in there because we had put in some food plots and one right right down there and we put it up in the spring and went back there in the fall with a neighbor we put it right on the edge of the property and it was all <laughs> real hard edge like we put it in a certain spot for a certain reason, I get down there and the neighbor completely clear cut his whole property. So I was again thoroughly confused in the dark as to what was going on. And the only tree that the tree that I we set up this stand to climb was the last tree on our property. So it was just out there. One side was like a forty acres of nothing. And then there was, you know, our property that was, you know, select cut log. And it, it didn't really seem to make a difference climbing a tree or getting up that ladder stand. It was, it, if you were a little bit further over it, it, it didn't really make any difference. So I went in there and got up that, that, uh, that ladder stand, but walking in, I jumped a buck right where I should have been, you know, or would have been in the stand and I was sitting there probably an hour or so. And then, a, a, a decent eight point, I don't know, hundred inch, eight point, maybe. Um, you know, but for up there uh, and it, shooter. It, yeah. I mean, he was, he was legal and shooter and everything. And he, I ranged him at 40, 44, he was rubbing a tree and then he was walking to me and I was trying to range him and rangefinder wasn't working. And like, I know, that I should know better and, you know, all that stuff. He was broadside at what turned out to be 34 yards, but I drew back. He had no idea that I was there. I put it right on the top of his back with my 20-yard, because, I, I, again, I went out west with the four-pin sight because I was worried about him being too close and having to make that adjustment. I put that one back. I put the single pin HHA on coming back here. Cause I was like 20 yard pin is going to be perfect. You know, I, I, I'll i set it at 25. I'll be able to shoot here and there. So I thought this deer, he had taken a few steps. I figured he was at 40. I put it right on the top of his back shot. I think he ducked the string a little bit, but I took a square of hair right off the top of his back. Like he, turned and he just started walking away looking i knocked another arrow and it looked like he had like a mohawk like he had like hair sticking up on his back like right right where his, his back started to, to sway down right behind his shoulders right where i put it he just walked he made a basically about a 50 yard circle around me until he got behind me and then he just walked off and never saw him so i was kicking myself i was like god oh, come on and i was watching him When he walked away, I was watching him through the binoculars, you know, and I was just getting ready just about to get down. And then I had a spike come past me about a hundred yards over to the right. I'm just, I'm just kicking myself. You know, I'm just thinking in my head, like world's worst bow hunter, you know, broadside just a chip shot, easy shot, you know, take your time, but that's, that's bow hunting. So this is November the fifth. Fifth. Yeah. So I got up late,
1: got everybody else up late. We didn't really appreciate that either, you know.
3: Jumped jumped a buck going in there. Did we have
1: coffee that morning?
3: No, Drew was supposed yeah, to do that. No, yeah, that was my oh, yeah, bad.
2: Before. That was my bad. I'll yeah.
3: All on that. Yeah, I jumped a buck going in there, and then I missed a bigger buck just cause I'm stupid. And I was just like kicking myself. Like, this is just, Oh God. You know, and up there, I don't ever think I've even shot at a buck with my bow. I, I, I honestly, I don't think that I have, I've missed plenty of deer up there. I've wounded them. And I, I mean, I've shot deer up there too, but I don't think we've, in all the years we've been going up there with our bows, we've never shot a buck.
2: No, but to be to be fair talking about that about the you know not seeing the bucks you know in in Michigan anyways uh, we we traditionally like we said been going up opener so October 1st most of those times it's 80 degrees the these bucks aren't chasing these bucks have they're still running around in their bachelor groups like they have no interest in being hunted Uh, no not not (laughs) being hunted but they're not moving the way they are you're not going to see them down in chasing where all these does are like we did this year and you know last year last two years now we've been going up um november november kind of the peak of the rut up there and you know i think that plays a lot into why we we're seeing the caliber of deer we are now and i use caliber loosely being you know based on
3: well, yeah, because the mean, area we are, even when we were when we were going up there um, earlier, that was when we would see, you know, bachelor groups of four points and spikes and all that, just little bucks. Never, I don't think. I think one year going up there, I saw a good buck, but that was a long, long, long time ago. I mean, probably twenty years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, how many years ago did I see the four point? uh, Ten, probably. That long ago? The four point?
3: The big one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That Andy was talking about too. Yeah. The neighbor. Yeah, and and what was that deer? So. Oh, the deer was. uh, Well, I was ready to shoot him. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I went in on a rub line. You know, I told them guys. I said I saw this rub line, and I was going to hunt a steel this night. You know, and uh, went in, set up, and it was perfect. I mean, I I probably only been in the stand an hour or so, and all of a sudden, you know, here he come out of the cedars down below, and he come up to this ridge I was sitting on. And when he got to the top of the ridge, I'm looking at him, and I'm going, "Wow, it's a huge deer." And I'm looking, and he's got beams. He had to be close to 20 inches wide, I think, you know. And and I'm looking; it's just huge forks on the end, and that's all he had. He turned in in his head, and there was no brow tines. There was no there was no other points. And I gotta let this deer walk. And I know this deer is probably 85, 90 years old. <laughs> you know, I mean this is this is crap. You know, I mean, and I I thought. I can't shoot this deer. It's one of the biggest deer I've ever seen up here, you know? And, and I just let him go. He walked out in the swamp, walked away. I'm going, there's no way that I can't shoot this deer, you know? But, uh, and then their neighbor, you know, I don't know. It was the same, it was the same season. He saw that buck and he did.
3: And and his, his response, he's, I mean, the the guys around us really don't bow hunt at all. Um, and his response was I, I wanted to shoot this deer just so that people would believe me because i mean frank comes back and he's like you're not going to believe this oh no, i know but um, but yeah so anyways i get back up to camp and drew's already back up at camp hands in his pockets and kicking myself
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a a doe come in um in she came in I don't know probably she stepped out at probably 75 80 yards out and was kind of working her way out in front of me um and she kind of circled around got in behind me and she was down about I don't know 10 yards down to my left and I could see that she kept looking back into the cedars back in from the way she came and uh i heard i heard the grunt and i look up and there's a a decent buck Uh, again he was 70 70 plus yards out and through the trash i couldn't really tell what he was but he again had length on his tines um had big forks out front couldn't really tell what the rest of it was and at that time the wind was directly at my back and he put his head up and you know did the old sniff and turned around and just walked away didn't had zero interest in it but he was he was clearly after that doe that was standing 10 yards below me so that doe kind of trickled her way out around and came out and was quartering really really hard away probably (laughs) probably too hard to have taken the shot but I I thought I could snake one in there and turns out I shot her a little, little, little far back, like hind quarter back, and uh, like in the ass. In the know, ass. Yeah, I, in mean, the I ass. didn't want to say that, but well, uh,
1: you that's what you told us. Well, I, shot her I, was, I was trying to be politically correct here,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I shot her right in the ass, and then uh, she just kind of walked away. Uh-huh. and I was uh, I sat there for another hour before I even got down to look see if there was any blood or you know, if, if I could even trailer, just kicking myself. And, uh, finally I did get down after about an hour, let her sit and, um, picked up the blood trail, but she didn't start bleeding for probably what, 40 yards. Um, but got on good blood, tracked her for probably another 40 or 50 yards and then thought, you know, I'll, Give her some time. I don't want to push her. Let her lay down. So I just went back up to camp, and uh, I was up there. I mean, I, I probably got down at about nine o'clock. Whose time? I don't really know. <laughs> uh, sometime it was nine. It was know, nine, it was <laughs> nine <laughs> o'clock somewhere.
1: time or something, you know.
2: And just <sighs> waited for those guys to come back, and uh, so those, it was about. I think ten thirty is when Frank and Ernie got down, and you had i don't know if you were up there or not but no, yeah i think you were the last one in that time and we all went out there and looked for her and um yeah so about what another 30 40 yards beyond where i stopped tracking her she was
3: laying there dead i was i, I couldn't believe it <laughs> yeah so drew yeah. drew's got this deer he's all Down in the dumps, you know. Like I don't know. It's that
2: I just I just hate the thought of wounding a deer. Oh,
3: that's just as
1: a bow hunter, that's probably your biggest fear. Well, the thing is, so you know, you know, you take, like I say, you take the opportunity. You know, bow hunters are opportunist. You know, And, and there's a difference between these people that film deer, film these hunts, and and you know your average bow hunter that's out there in the woods you know yeah i've been bow hunting all my life you know and they if the camera cameraman hasn't got it you don't take the shot okay that's fine but we're out there you know i've always said you got to get an arrow in them you know and and that's (laughs) you know that's my philosophy, I guess, over the years, you know. And, and I've killed a lot of deer with a bow, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just the, the thing of it is, you know what I mean, you... I try to take the best shot that I can. I, I've killed deer at every angle that you could imagine, you know. And, <laughs> and, and my son-in-law, you know, he'll, you know, he'll attest to that, you know. But you... I don't take a shot that I'm not comfortable with. Is what it is. You took a shot that was you were comfortable with.
2: Okay? I was comfortable with the shot. But if you, it, it, it was so a,
1: you were a, a few inches to the left. What was what was the bottom line? Yeah. Dead deer, man. I mean, you know, that was dead deer, you know. So, you know, you just got you got to take all of that into consideration, I think, you know? Yeah, and it yeah. was it was the perpetual or the you know the terrible shot terrible shot great shot right, like i mean right. the deer
3: didn't go 100 yards uh, so it, no yeah it was, turns out but
1: you know I, I sh- I, that deer i shot down in the Skeetan river bottom i'll never forget that deer come into that scrape and i ended up i, I had my waders on that morning i came right out on the scrape and I, I i was trying to come out you know like around the other side and ended up it was so nasty in there and stuff. I come, I walked right out on the scrape that I was gonna set, and I'm going, man, what a dummy, you know what I mean? So I got up the tree with my tree stand with my waders on and everything, you know. This buck comes in, comes to the scrape, gets right to it, and he's got a few more feet just to walk, and he smelled where I came in there. I, this is what I thought it was. But it could have been just because he just came in there and it wasn't his deal. I had drawn the bow, and he turned and was leaving. I mean, he was leaving quick. And I just, you know, got the pin on his shoulder. And I seen the arrow hit him high behind the ribs, ahead of the hind leg. And I went, oh, my God, what a terrible shot and it was like he made one bound and it looked like a volleyball of red and i what a wonderful shot <laughs> and i watched this dude go over maybe uh, he he didn't go 50 yards stop looked around plop down that that quick one of the best blood trails i've ever seen you know but it was a terrible shot you know but it, what it did was cut the artery underneath his spine, you know, Yeah. and ruined the, the inner loins, you know.
2: Well, and I think that's where, <laughs> where mine went as I, I got in just below the spine, mm-hmm. got in to ruin both of the inner loins on that deer. Mm-hmm. Some of the hind quarter. Some of the we'll hind A little bit of the hind quarter. The <laughs> hind quarter
3: but uh, in the end, me
2: great shot.
1: In
3: the end, great shot. <laughs> so... So then we get back to camp and I didn't have shit for service. And Drew's like, Oh yeah. Did you get that text from Dustin? Which is our other brother. And he was in South Dakota hunting. I guess he just was hunting deer because he ended up shooting a gigantic mule deer. And I, I there's a picture of it on social media. He, Cause he also shot a really nice buck here in Michigan last night. Um, but, so I'm I'm looking at that, and now I'm feeling even worse because I'm like, you know, the three of us have never killed a deer on the same day before, ever. Ever. You know, I got an opportunity. Let alone with bows. Oh yeah, no shit. And I'm like, and I fucked it up because, <laughs> like, I mean, and it was just a stupid, stupid easy shot, and I just I messed it up. So I thought, well. I'll go back into that spot where I, I marked on the map, which wasn't that far from where I'd hunted in the morning, but that's the only buck sign that I'd found. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll get an opportunity and, and, you know, doing all this with the podcast, talking to all these guys, learning you know, I guess what consistently successful people do, like In years past, A, like I said, I'd never been to that spot before in my life, but I don't think I would have deviated. Like, I don't think I would have made the adjustment and moved. I think I would have just went back to the same spot and the wind would have been terrible because it was blowing right into the bedding area. And (laughs) as Drew kind of alluded to, that's a nasty place. To go some of the worst worst walking area land on our property
2: that unless you're a dedicated hunter,
1: you are not going back in there. You could give it the uh Bernie Mac analogy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Nasty bitch. <laughs> so,
3: so I went back in there. And just followed on X so I'd, I, every 10 yards, there's a cut. So which one it was on, I couldn't remember. There's no, I didn't put any markers or pins in trees. There's no identifying characteristics. So I just walked back in there and got to where I'd seen this rub. And there's a, like three different runways that crossed right there. And I just got on the downward side of the runway and there was a tree that was the biggest tree that was in there was about eight inches around and I could get up at maybe 10 feet, 11 feet. And so I switched over this year to the sticks and stand and I got the XOP set up and I've been cursing it the whole time because it's <laughs> like every other place that I've been, it's like I could get up somewhere in here in a climber, you know, but this, this time not. So, and I I was up 11 feet. I mean, I had three sticks up and I was halfway down. I mean, I was using the top of the third stick to get in. I was hanging my, my, my arrows on it, but I, there was a little branch that was in the way shooting back. So I cut that off a little bit and I hung my back back on there. I'd seen on one of the knock on, videos that john dudley had done where he's like i hang my backpack right here because it gives me a little bit more cover and so i just had my backpack right there between me and the runway and i sat there for like an hour and uh and i i left camp at like one o'clock and i went out there and one o'clock i don't it could have been three o'clock i don't know <laughs> but I, i'm up in the tree and i i heard like a splash and a crack and i looked and right just on the other side of that runway coming right to that rub was a buck. And I looked at him and I was like, Oh, it's a four point, you know, and then he turned and the one side had like a little, and I was like, I don't know if you can count that as a point, no brow tines. And then he, I had a scent rag come up uh, out there, right, right in front of me. And he kind of made his way to that. And I seen on the other side, he had like a full size point on the, on the other side. And, I thought to myself, ah, I don't know. He's not very big. And then he he turned and was coming. I mean, this spot was set up for exactly what happened. And I was like, "Well, I came up here to shoot deer." <laughs> Drew back, and I was I was holding I was holding right on his front brisket because he was walking right at me. He kind of made the look up at me, like he's seen me, put his head down, took one more step, and I shot him right, basically between the shoulder blades, I guess. And there was about maybe a foot of arrow sticking out of him. And he didn't run. He just turned around and walked. And he walked about 50 yards. No, he he walked 36 yards when I ranged him, because he fell over. He went around the street and just fell over. I could see the the deer and the, my arrow sticking up right there. And I was like, cool. So we completed the Miller boys trifecta. You know, we all killed deer on the same day, which, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, because this deer was the biggest deer that we had on camera. I missed a bigger one, but for, like you drew and said, you know the way you said fur though. I don't know about. That. <laughs> he says, he says not, not a trophy. But you know, it's all deer with a bow are trophies. But when social media says that you're supposed to shoot, right? This big yeah. big deer. TV says you're Inches, supposed to shoot. This. You know
1: what? Inches don't mean anything to me. You know, like I've been, a, like I said, I've been a bow hunter all my life. And it doesn't matter how big those deer are, bud. I still oh. get the same rush. I get the same rush out of shooting a doe as I do a spike or a, or a better buck or whatever. And that's that's why I still do it. I'm 66 years old, you know. I'm out there climbing trees, for Christ's sake. How far do I walk back?
3: Three quarters of a mile. There you go.
1: You know, Friday. Or more, you know. and And, and this is the deal. This is why why I do it, and I'm going to do it till I can't do it anymore. You know, and and I've got a great group of guys that I'm doing it with. That's what I enjoy. That's that's why, you know. I, it's my goal, you know, just to to get up every day and and want to go again. You know, yeah. So I mean, it's you know, I mean, believe me, guys. It it ends, you know, too soon you know? So don't, don't give you know, that opportunity up.
3: Well, and that's the, that's the thing. And so, you know, when this podcast comes out, you know, you, you'll have not seen any pictures of this buck because I was kind of waiting until, till this. And then the rest of my season happened and that, that was when I did have cell phone service. So, you know, you've kind of seen what's, what's played out so far. And we'll get into that story on another podcast, but, This deer is like my, my goals for this year were to, to shoot like a two-year-old buck, you know, to, to go out, find it, hunt, put it all together. And this played out exactly the way that it was, you know, what I worked, worked on, worked for. The deer, just, the antlers just aren't that big. I mean, I think it's a two-year-old deer. I would say it's two years old, but he's just got little dink antlers, you know. But to go and
1: it was a nice, nice body though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, nice absolutely. deer. Yeah,
3: I mean, we cut him up today. It's, right. It was a big deer.
1: Yeah, nice deer.
3: But to to go out, find a spot, set up, and have it just absolutely—I couldn't have written it any differently. It was perfect. And to kill deer on the same day as my brothers, like that, it's just, it's something that I won't, it won't forget. And I won't, it's not like I, I'm going to regret shooting that deer or, or anything like that. And, and, you know, my wife, she asked me, well, so you didn't pull po- you haven't posted any pictures of that deer. And like, don't you think that's kind of like shitty because, you know, it's not, it's not big. And I said, no, I'm, j- I'm trying to tell a story. And it's more, like, this deer is actually, like, more important to me for, like, the reasons, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I've heard you say it, and I've heard lots of other, you know, successful or perpetually, continually successful hunters say, you got to get a few under your belt, you know? Like, you just got to start killing deer. Right. Not, I mean, how many deer do you let walk because you're waiting for something else or whatever? And, you, you know... I don't have a wall full of big bucks or, or little bucks well, for that matter because I haven't been shooting little bucks and couldn't shoot them, and et cetera, a, et cetera. Here's another
1: thing, though, for us here. Uh, we're public land hunters, basically. You know, hmm. Other than your property up there, we hunt public land. I've hunted public land all my life. And you don't, when you're given an opportunity, you better take it. You know what I mean? that's what i'm saying if if we brought everybody into this scenario you know all these other guys you know that kill these big bucks that have the property to to raise these big bucks and stuff you know that's what they're doing they're raising these deer you know to kill we don't have that opportunity here not on public land you know so we go we go out here and we hunt these deer With every other guy, you know, how many stands did you see where we walked in there the other day? Shit, I don't know. How many? A dozen. dozen stands. And you guys are worried about that, you know, and I said, hey, we'll just go in there and hunt, you know, didn't we? Yeah. Don't worry about the stands because them guys ain't going where we're going. They're not going to, them are gun hunters, you know, them aren't (laughs) bow hunters. And they're not going back in that water. You've seen it. You've seen it. How many times? You know. So the point I'm trying to make is, is you give them guy, you bring these guys on TV to us, and say, okay, this is where we're going to hunt. You figure it out and see see how good you do. And I'll guarantee you. I'll guarantee you they'll either be equal to us or less as far as how many deer or the caliber of deer that they kill.
3: But I think that that's one of the things, you know, the guys that John and I have been talking to and the guys that we're trying to surround ourselves with are the guys that are killing big deer on mm-hmm. public land because there's there's big deer on public land, but it's a lot tougher. A lot tougher. So
1: well, and you gotta you know, some 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 areas in the United States have bigger deer on public land. And we know that because well, we've hunted all over, you know, oh, Ohio, for sure. Illinois. But what I'm saying is you come to Michigan, buddy, it's a whole different story. You know what I mean?
3: Well, and that's what I was thinking about, you know, killing that deer on our property. Um you, you wander around there far enough and seeing what you saw and what I saw if if you didn't have the the deer camp atmosphere and the ability to go to sleep wake up walk out and hunt in a um very comfortable fashion
1: exactly
3: you wouldn't hunt there no because there was no sign there was no buck sign I mean no. you, you weren't hunting no you know
1: big bucks we are hunting deer but 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 i've been hunting there with you guys for a long time you know and i really enjoy that and it's not you know that isn't you know we don't go up there if we kill a big buck that'd be a bonus you know but it's it's for the atmosphere you know it's it's for for what we do you know that's probably one of the best times you could ever have you know is those Five days or week or whatever we have up there you know uh, because I do the damn cooking is what it is you know and these guys really like my cooking too. so So, why do you think
2: we keep bringing you
1: well I know I I, exactly you know your dad said you know hey you going up because if you ain't I'm not going to go there ain't going to be no way to cook you know
3: so uh, I I shot that deer and it was 3 o'clock I got down about 4 o'clock and uh i got back up to the camp just as soon as it was just starting to get dark and i see Drew like as i was coming up over the hill i heard the four wheeler sound <laughs> and uh i look and uh um, Frank's buddy Ernie had gone with us he was supposed to come over tonight but he's getting up at 3:30 in the morning to go to work so
1: unfortunately
3: so he said he had to bow out but uh he's he's standing there all face painted up so i know he went out hunting Drew standing there. He did not go out hunting
1: that evening. No, I had me hanging. <laughs>
3: yeah, he was on beer drinking duty.
1: Yeah, he just he, he had the deed done.
3: And so I go and I say, yeah, I shot one, and it's down there. And I asked if we had to go get Ernie's deer, and they said, oh no, it's it's in the trailer. You didn't see it. <laughs> it wasn't a very big deer. Um, he shot a small doe. Very small. And, uh, and, it, was, it was a doe. <laughs> and, hey, but Ernie is Ernie's one of these guys. that he bought a doe permit to go up there, he's going to shoot a deer. It doesn't matter how or why. He's been up there three years, shot a doe every time, filled his doe permit. Right. And, um, that's fine. I mean, 20 bucks, that's a lot of meat for 20 bucks. So, right. 20, you know, $20 is <laughs> <it's> $20. <laughs> yeah. So, So they were trying to figure out who was going to go with me to get this deer, and I'm like, "It's super dark down there. It's way back, and we have a a creek running through our our property. And down there, where the bridge is, the bridge is washed out, and it's fifty yards down from where it used to be. So you can't get a four wheeler across it anymore. And our creek from I don't
2: know if you'd get a four wheeler beyond that right now. With as much water as down Nah, that's
1: pretty bad.
3: But, you know, from what our creek used to be was a trickle, and now it's like class five. I mean, it's just rushing right there, and there's just water everywhere. So we, I said, well, why don't everybody come down, and at least we'll have, you know, we can drag this thing out and shifts. And now I see why um, the guys used the ice fishing sleds to pull the deer out. Because yeah. back in there, that would have been. Oh,
1: that would have saved us. Oh yeah, it
3: yeah. would have been. It would have been
1: perfect. Well, plastic. You know, the ones who you could just actually wrap it up. In the, I you mean, know. because the
3: deer hauler, even that Frank and Ernie had built in the '90s, this big giant deer hauler that went through a couple different face, face lifts, facelifts, um, but it's got big rubber wheel or big like. Wheelbarrow, oversized
1: wheels, wheelbarrow tires is what.
3: So they can float it in water right. and, and things like that, and that would have been no help to us, be, just because of all of those, the brush and all that stuff. Um, but we got down in there and had Frank stay at the the four wheeler with I a light on the side of the creek, yeah. and uh, he had a couple beers with him. and
1: I had more than a couple.
3: He was on. He was on. The light duty, so we could f- navigate our way back, and it was terrible. Dragging that, I mean, if if I would have shot a, I would have rather shot a doe. I would have been just as happy shooting a doe as I was shooting that that deer because it was just a matter of shooting a deer with my brothers. That that was that's the most important thing to me, you know, because it's just we've never done even with rifles like we never yeah. had done that. Well, what's the last time we had all been hunting?
2: Well, I guess we weren't all hunting together, but hunting at the same time. I mean, that. Yeah.
3: I think three years ago, we were all in camp. And then when you shot your big buck um, with a rifle, we were all up there. Frank was up there. I was. Yeah. And Drew's big buck is a very, very uh, typical deer for our camp. It's a five-point palmated ugly, yeah, with about a six and a half inch outside spread. That's being generous.
1: <laughs> it was a dandy though. But hey, it's a,
3: hey, it was a legal buck. And it's your first deer, or your first buck. Yeah. So, I mean, what the hell? And it, what's funny, you know, we say that, but like there's photographs of the, the deer that have been killed at our camp like way back into like the 70s and they're just little tiny bucks I mean and and you can you can see
2: how poor the genetics are even going back that far I mean we this year we pulled out some old photo albums and looking through some of the bucks that are up there and you know half of them don't have brow tines some of them have one brow tine Um, when you see pictures of Adam's buck you'll understand but they have the uh, these the really short tines Um, it, 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 that's just the, the deer that are up there. And I don't know if it's all genetics or if it's, uh, nutrition or a
3: combination of both. Yeah. And I think we, we talked about, you know, trying to set up some mineral sites and trying to do some things this year, um, to to try to, I I guess kind of keep tabs and see if we can change the mineral portion of it. You know, we can't do anything about the genetics outside of just not shooting the good looking bucks, you know, yeah. uh, but it's, it's just always kind of like a, Oh my gosh, we'd see a, a buck that we can shoot. So it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, especially when you're bow hunting, you know, with a yeah. rifle, you can shoot any doe that you see. So it's, it's not a, not a real big deal, but yeah. So we ended up dragging that buck out
1: and that was it. You have to admit, no, my laser beam <laughs> helped you guys out. Yeah, I mean, like I say,
3: following that, that light through the swamp was invaluable, really. Yeah. Well,
1: you guys, yeah. when you went in, I watched you go down the creek, you know, and made that big loop in, you know, and then I saw your lights back there, and I thought, man, these guys are going to walk all the way back over there, you know. So I just started going, give you the shot, you know. That was a straight line, you know, right to where we were at. The only problem
2: with that was you, when we walked in, we walked in on one of those cuts, and that oh. cut itself is, you know, full of that trash, the branches mm-hmm. and, and stuff that they laid down. And that's almost all underwater. So everything we walked through was completely
1: underwater.
3: Yeah. So, so doing the straight shot, Drew got his boots a little wet.
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's a the price you have to pay. That's, that's I saw a guy yesterday or the day before, was <laughs> two days ago. Yeah, I said that water doesn't look that deep.
0: It and went Ernie, right up to Ernie, my Ernie knee. Ernie
1: went, "Whoa!" Like this, and then Adam just went push right all up, the way to right up to my
3: knee, sixteen-inch boots.
1: Hmm. I guess it's a little deeper than I thought it was because <laughs> I'm not walking there, you know. <laughs>
3: But yeah, so we got back up and got the all the deer hung up, and so three deer hanging in a what five day trip. Yeah, so it was it was the most successful bow hunting trip that we've had up there in twenty years. Well, yeah,
1: I I didn't see a deer till the last day, and I saw seven, and it could have killed two, you know, or three. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you didn't shoot the little
1: ones. No. Oh, I passed on the little ones. Could have killed a couple of them the last morning. So, and it was just you know, it was a great trip. It and was.
3: then Ernie saw a buck that he was going to shoot. Yeah,
1: he um, was going to shoot a buck that morning, and uh, got his wind. You know,
3: just, just, just got around him. He can called he him. Canned him? And but again, that was. And when I was looking around, and when I did that walk in the rain. I actually did find one more rub, fresh rub, and that deer was right there. Oh, yeah. And so at the, at that time, you know, that fresh those fresh rubs, that's where those deer were at. And
1: well it, I think I think those deer were just a little bit behind, you know what I mean? Because I don't know if it was because of the weather or what it was, you know. But look at the does that came in that morning. I saw one two, three, four, five. You know, six, six does, not a buck on them, you know. I mean, that's, you know, this time of year, that's unheard of, you know, almost, you know.
3: And that deer that I missed, he was just browsing through. He was right. he was just eating on little shoots, and then he
1: was rubbing a tree. So I'm thinking, this this week, right up there right now, you would have that going. Because we didn't even see any scrapes. You no, know? well, I mean, everywhere I went, there was water. Water, but I mean, there so, was, yeah. where, you know, there was that, there, there was, was that There water? was high ground, though. That's where you're looking for, because we hunted, you know, the Muskegon River bottom before, you know, and I and I know, a lot of water down there, you know. But you got to look for these little high trails and stuff, you know. That's where they're going to scrape. So that that's one thing
3: from doing all this, and and I I couldn't tell you how many times. Cause I do the same thing every time we go up there is I go and I hunt and then I get bored. I get down and I walk, I walk around and I look for sign, try and see what's going on, see what's changed where I found those rubs. I found that rub line, but I don't ever go and hunt there. I would, I would just try and figure out which would be the best stand to hunt or which would be the best convenient area. Where I shot that deer was not convenient, not not <laughs> not in the least bit. Nah, it and it's never just is, so. just making those adjustments, I guess. And that's something that I from like say from doing all this is like,
1: I want wanted the marsh. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: huh. we'll get into that. Yeah, I know. But anyways, so Frank ended up missing a deer yeah. that the last morning. I walked him and Ernie in down there. Ernie saw the buck. Frank saw a bunch of deer. Seven deer. And uh I didn't see shit.
1: I could have killed I actually I could have killed uh three other ones that I didn't shoot at. <laughs> 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 One I did, but that was it. That was great. It was that was to me, that was a good morning, you know. And it was a whole trip, you know, right there. So I hadn't been seeing deer, but
3: so we got three, three deer down, which like I say for, I mean, even with rifles, when was the last time that they killed three deer, had three deer hanging with the rifles? It couldn't have been recently because when we are trying to hang them up, they've got these, this cable system and there wasn't three cables that were worthwhile no. that were working. So it, it was a, it was a great, great trip. It wasn't uh,
1: food was excellent.
3: <laughs> it always was, is. It it wasn't hunting Ohio or Missouri or no. anything like that, but the but it's not
2: supposed to be either. It's no.
3: it's it is the Michigan deer camp. You know there were there was beers and there was a lot of cursing and and uh, <laughs> you know and we shot some deer and. You know, had a good time with family and friends. So, I mean, the deer just make it that much better. But That's it was a, bullish, a, man. But a great trip. And I, for the last, like, three years, I've been trying to get John to go up there. And, you know, he, he took his son up uh, to his buddy's cabin, and they they hunted up there. And I, I've not really heard from him. He doesn't have very good service. I know he's been filming and um, messed up on a decent buck whether it was a camera or whatever and then he's let some other deer walk and i was i was thinking about it when i shot that one i was thinking john has self-control but i've got dinner so it's like you know the bow hunter being the opportunist and everything so that's uh, that's it but that was you know pretty much our our trip and i'll I'll have to say you know drew's had my old bow for two years and he's shot Two deer, first two deer with his bow. He's on a two-year streak. Coincidence? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I think it's got a few
3: left in it. <laughs> that, oh yeah, that that bow's killed some some deer. Yeah. So, but anyways, that was our trip, kind of uh, what, what we had going on, and um, definitely not the end of the story. We're gonna get Dustin on here to talk about uh, you know his trip and um, one of his other guys that that go out to South Dakota um, is going to come on and just kind of talk about that. Cause they've been doing that for a whole bunch of years. And his buddy, I think Dustin said is like six for nine um, going out there and they do that over the counter public land. Um, and there's big deer out there, but it's totally different. And so we can get into that kind of style of hunting and, and kind of what they're doing out there just way different and i guess you can kill mule deer or you yeah. know or white um, tail, so that kind of changes changes everything day. so but that's uh kind of where we're at with our trip to the up great trip and um you know kind of keep you updated on what's going on with the rest of the season um thanks for listening sorry we didn't have a episode uh out for you last week but we are up outside of uh <laughs> outside of uh internet service cell service any of that sort of thing and i wanted to record this up there and frank said it wasn't over yet he wanted he wanted to make sure that uh he he at least saw a deer before we uh yeah before you know before, before we put the head time on. we
1: were there my god <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know uh, squirrels you know birds had a woodpecker land on my bow i'm sitting in the stand with my climber and uh woodpecker landed on my bone i'm looking at him and he's probably you know 20 inches away from my face and all of a sudden he just drills my top limb three four times you know and i'm going what the heck and he flies away just you know no problem you know i'm going like that's the first time i've ever had anything like that happen there
3: <laughs> but anyways that's all we got for you tonight and uh, like i say uh, we got some big things uh, coming up, some great guests coming on, and uh, some more, some more uh, bull hunt talk throughout the season. So, um, you know, keep following along, and uh, thanks for listening.